0: Let's play a game. Good game, but I think Donkey Kong is the best game ever.
1: Donkey Kong sucks.
0: You know something? You suck. Hey everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of Video Games the Movie, the podcast where we talk about, you know, movies that are related to or about video games. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me as always, co-host James Milholland.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And today we're talking about something that, at the time, I actually enjoyed. Uh, We'll get into how we feel about it now, but the movie is Mortal Kombat based off the...
1: Mortal Kombat! (laughs) No,
0: you you got it, you got it. Um, Based off the video game of the same name. Uh, You want to go ahead and talk about the video game a little bit first, or do you want to do that after we discuss the movie?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll kind of intermix it, but um, sure, it's a like- game that I got when I was in third grade. Oh my gosh! And my mom did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she made me sell it like six months later. But uh, yeah. I got enough, good enough play with it. I loved it. Um, everyone should know about Mortal Kombat. I hope uh, the you'd think. style. You think? Um, the style. They actually um, filmed actors. Right, um, uh, you know, rotoscoping or whatever. Kick. Yeah, and then they and that was the game. They inserted that, and that's mm-hmm. how, um, that was the gameplay. Um, but yeah, great little game.
0: Well, for me, like, I don't want to sound down on Mortal Kombat. It was a great game. It did a lot of things for us, especially pushing the ERSB limits and and what you were able to see in a video game. The reason we have Grand Theft Auto now is because of Mortal Kombat. Um Granted, it seems pretty tame now, but at the time, being able to rip the heart out of someone's chest or knock their head off and, and hold it above you with the spinal cord dangling down and such things like that were really cool. Um, these, Of course, I'm referring to Fatalities. It's a fighting game for the one person that doesn't know, maybe, and... Um, you're able to do these fatalities was kind of the thing that set it apart from other games. Now, for my money, I was a much bigger fan of Street Fighter, and uh, still am to this day. Um, it it just it's feels game. Yeah, yeah, feels more fluid. It it plays better. A lot of the moves, especially in the first Mortal Kombat, were largely the same. Everybody had a standing like weird looking quick punch everybody had an uppercut from a ducking position everybody had the same sweep kick etc um it, it just played kind of clunky to me i never really got into it overtly uh it did get better with two and then three and then it started falling off again with four and i really haven't um really haven't delved into much i have played gold and a f- and uh, the newest one I, I played for a little bit um the one that had, like, Freddy Krueger or whatever. But uh, yeah. we're, we're not going to be talking too much about the game. Oh,
1: I, I will say that... I want, I want to ask you one question. Okay, sure. Before. Mm-hmm. What what system did you have it for? Sorry to
0: oh, um, Oh, well, I didn't buy it as a kid. I, I played it. on That's what I was actually going to get into, too, was the big uh, selling point of the game was you either got it for well, you could get it for a few different systems, but mainly it was Genesis versus Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. And Super Nintendo was the dominant force of the time at this point. Super Nintendo had the biggest yeah. foothold. You know, it was like, what, 93, 94, something like that. And they they were selling many more games than uh, than Sega was, but when Mortal Kombat came out, Nintendo was that whole family-friendly bullshit kind of thing that they still pretty much maintain, and Sega was kind of like the dirty, creepy uncle that would just kind of let you get away with some things or whatever, and Mm -hmm. as a result, the Nintendo version had several um, things that were missing from the actual version of Mortal Kombat, most notably, blood. There was no blood. blood code. Yep. yeah so you would uh on, on the genesis you could do a code that would give you the blood code uh and you know that was pretty cool whereas on the super nintendo um you you saw gray sweat they said oh no that's just sweat or whatever and it was obviously blood just recolored to look like sweat but whatever it was it was pretty lame um it, if you remember from the movie and i'll probably cut in right here or or close enough to with a little soundbite from it but uh adam sandler's billy madison where the kid goes you know mortal kombat for the sega genesis is the best game ever made and uh, of course Billy. oh it's donkey kong
1: right (laughs)
0: yeah he goes (laughs) i I disagree Yeah, yeah yeah and a very funny scene ensues but um yeah, that was because, you know, the Genesis had the blood, and of course, when they saw that their sales were so diminished by the fact that they didn't put blood in the game uh, on on the next Mortal Kombat, they allowed it, so, and then the sales went back up, and it was kind of, it was the beginning of the end for the Sega Genesis anyway, like, they were on their way out, they were trying some new things to try and get customers in by making the 32x and then like quickly shoving Mm -hmm. out the saturn you know in fact they they shoved it out without even a release date they what was it like several months before the official release date they just like told the stores okay it's out you'll get it today and they were like what and and it really Mm -hmm. caused a lot of problems and stuff um of course both those systems failed miserably Sega CD also failed pretty miserably and, you know, that's my favorite system despite not having a lot of great games for it and, in fact, Mortal Kombat is far worse on the Sega CD than it is the Genesis of the Super Nintendo because of load times. Now, the music is way better. But we're not talking about the game. I just wanted to touch on it a little bit to anybody that, you know, hadn't played it or whatever. But we're talking about the movie based on this fighting game and they actually, in my opinion, they did one thing right. They basically just took the story of the video game and they... Put it into the movie, rather than like when we reviewed Street Fighter. They kind of went all over the fucking place to try and incorporate all these different characters and whatever. They just went, okay, um, it's a movie about a tournament and this uh, this badass guy, uh, Sang- Shang Lung or whatever his name is. I, I soon Shang Song. Yeah. yeah, at
1: least yeah. for the first half of the movie, they did that. Then it kind of got a little squirrely. Yeah. And it, towards the end but you know that's kind of what they had to do right Um, they they They
0: didn't have a one winner and and you were wanting to go through each character and just kind of discuss them that way and that's what we did for the street fighter movie and i think that's that's a fair enough assessment uh do you i don't have a list in front of me but do you happen to have one or
1: yeah i got um i got imdb okay cool um i'm gonna skip a little bit just to kind of go to the main characters first um kang uh i think that's the first character we see and we mm-hmm. see him i think oh well first i guess we have to say spoilers if you haven't seen this movie go see this movie because we're gonna ruin the movie well
0: yeah that's um, true all the time <laughs> yeah 20,
1: it's a 20 year old movie or whatever so yeah go yeah. see it it. um but yeah Liu kang um he's having a dream and his brother is killed by shang song mm-hmm. so he he wakes up and
0: And what is that kid doing challenging like this master sorcerer slash martial artist when he's like fourteen and he's got like arms like a pair of spaghetti noodles and he's like, Oh, I could take him on. I mean what was he thinking in the first yeah, place? Yeah, I, <laughs> Come on, I dude. Agree. It's like this guy is I literally agree. he's he's renowned for killing warriors, you know, like big guys and such and, and he's magic and you uh whatever
1: Little brother goes and takes him down or tries to take <laughs> tries him
0: down. to and it's like <laughs> pathetic <sighs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: so Liu Kang wants to join the tournament to go avenge
0: his yeah. brother now the actor that they chose for this is probably my favorite in the movie as far as like yeah he fits the part he he looks like Liu Kang the character he is actually a martial oh, yeah. artist um you know he's in good shape everything else his acting chops are okay enough you know that he, he was pretty good I, I like this guy um you know, other than the fact that, like, the only time it suffers from the same thing Street Fighter did, they didn't want him to actually shoot a fireball. I mean, we've already seen all kinds of crazy stuff, and uh-huh. but they, they got close. They yeah. got close in this movie. They his hands flash a little bit. Yeah, at you know. the end. Yeah, and you're like, okay. He did
1: do the uh, that ridiculous kick.
0: The bicycle kick.
1: <laughs> the bicycle, which you know looks really good in the game, but in the movie, I was like, what's well, well, happening?
0: Oh, it's so silly! Like even but i, in the I game. they put
1: it in there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was there, and a lot of the moves were represented. That was kind of nice to see, because again, yeah. Street Fighter did a little bit, but this movie really pushed it. Where like basically everyone that had a special move, you saw at least one of them for the most part. For the most part. Anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like that. I that that I appreciated that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's move into Johnny Cage. The next guy. <laughs> yeah, as we see, being a a, a big action movie star, and um, but you could tell there's something missing, and he wants to prove himself as not just being an action hero, but also, you know can do it in real life. Right. And that's yeah. why he joins the tournament. And
0: interestingly in the game, Johnny Cage was supposed to be um, Jean Claude Van Damme and then yep. I guess whatever fell through and they ended up just using a basically a facsimile. Um and it's basically the same character, you know, their idea was what if Jean-Claude Van Damme decided to prove himself in an actual fighting tournament. And then, yeah. Um, and the actor that plays this guy, he, you know, I don't know if he has any martial arts training, but it looked to me like he actually did a little bit. So I will give yeah. him that. Um, he was throwing actual kicks and round houses and doing stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'll give this guy props where that much is due, but his acting is so wooden and just frankly bad. Uh, <laughs> You know, and he but had- you know,
1: you almost you want that. You want a guy that's more of a fighter in a fighting movie than an sure. actor. You know, Street Fighter did the opposite. They went for comedians that. Yeah. You know, they use trick photography right. with the fight scenes, and but I, I, I preferred this. So yeah, that you know, was yeah, good.
0: This guy actually was a martial artist again, I think, and and he's still acting. I was just talking to you before the show. Uh, my wife is watching this show called Homestead, and we watched a couple episodes together. And the father in that show is played by the actor that played Johnny Cage. He's a little older, a little fatter, but it's the same guy. Except in this, he's wearing a cowboy hat and he's in a ex-drunk or whatever and i was like it took me a minute to place it and i wouldn't have if we hadn't recently watched this film i was like oh that's fucking johnny cage that's you know i was like "Ah, that's crazy you know but yeah he's still around still doing his thing still overacting um but other than uh, you know that he, he did a good enough job he had a couple of hilarious fights um there was a fight with uh, scorpion that was like okay whatever and it was like overly cheesy in a lot of parts especially at the very end where like he causes scorpion to uh, basically kill himself by blowing mm-hmm. up with fire you know and then it shows like pieces of scorpion's skull right next to a signed photo of of Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, there's just a lot of groan-worthy <laughs> things in this movie. And I'll get into some of the mo- more egregious ones later, but that was one I was just like, oh, come on. And then you pointed out uh, via text earlier uh, that Goro was defeated by a dick punch. And oh, God. And that's one of Johnny Cage's moves in the game is he'll he'll do the splits and punch you in the dick because that was like from, what movie was that, uh, Kickboxer, where Van Damme does that Or, and he also, I think he did it in Lionheart as well. That was like one of his signature things, like splits to Nut Punch, you know. And he does it on Goro, who's, you know, if you don't know who Goro is, he's this towering giant with four arms. And he's played by like this claymation thing or something. I don't know. It looks terrible now. I don't know how they did it, if it was CGI or what, but it looks pretty bad. And yeah, You'd think it would take a lot to take this guy out, but no, Wolfman's got nards and he got taken out with a simple dick punch, so it was kinda of sad to
1: see. Let's stay on Goro for a second. He's sure. not like you said he's a he's a claymation guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks rough. He looks I mean <sighs> yeah. made in nineteen ninety five, but he looks terrible. Now, the thing is though, if you're gonna look terrible, that's fine, mm-hmm. but I felt like they used, like he got dick punched and he died. Like that, that's that's what became of him. (laughs) Um, he has like a a montage where uh, Shang Tsung like turns him loose into the tournament, but. You never actually see him fight anybody. No, they just have a montage of like
0: Dude falling down fifteen and guys
1: just like falling to the ground. And you're like yep. and I was just like, This is a waste of time. I think they like had a whole thing written out be a bigger part, but, but it was maybe too they crazy. ran out of money or just taking mm-hmm. way too long. Yeah. And they're just like, Forget it, we'll just montage the fight scenes, have him get dick punched and fall off a cliff and get rid of this thing.
0: Yeah. Now, do you remember, and I don't know whether or not you saw it as a kid, but they actually, this movie was so hyped and so big because, I mean, Mortal Kombat was huge, guys. It was huge. The TNT. The song was
1: on the uh, yeah. top, the top top 10 for like three weeks or
0: something Yeah, like ridiculous right especially yeah. considering it's like this really you know i'll probably use that as the outro music so if you haven't heard it you'll get to hear it. it's like really cheesy techno music it's just sad and it was a top 10 hit somehow right yeah. but tnt had this uh, this show like that before the movie came out they had like an hour-long special where they just talked about mortal kombat the movie and stuff and i remember all the kids in in high school you know i was maybe in ninth grade i think at this point we were all really hyped to see it me less so than some but still of course i'm sitting there watching this as it's coming out and it was really cheesy and i i could probably find it on youtube i'm not going to bother but there was like Uh, an interview with someone and they were talking about Goro as if he were a real person and they maintained that throughout this whole like little hour-long special and at school the next day there was this kid and god I can't remember his name his first name was Matt and I I don't want to get people looking for him on Facebook and making fun of him because the kid's like you know 14 15 years old at the time and he was like did you hear those guys talking about Goro and we're like yeah and he's like yeah he's real dude and we're like no man that's like (laughs) that was just for the little kids he's not actually real and he's like no nah, i'm pretty sure they would have said something and it was like look at the animation even then we we're like did you see the little clip that they showed that is not real and he's like i don't know man i think it's all real you know and he's just like so into it and we're like mortal kombat's not real goro's not real none of this is real <laughs> like some of these other actors have been in other movies but you know you recognized some of them and yeah But anyway, poor Matt. And I think every school has a kid like that. And he was a good guy for the most part, but not all there. Anyway. uh, I
1: I think Goro, it should have been an Easter egg. It should have been mm -hmm. something they talked about, but never actually shown. Like they could have said there was some legendary fighter years ago. And then they could have, I don't know, shown like.
0: That was uh, kind of. Kind of the way they handled it, but they did show you a little, like, snippet of him at the end or something. But throughout most of it, they just talked about him in hushed tones, like he was like... Yeah, And it was that's how it should have been. And it was nifty, you know, if you were eight and you were gullible, or if your name was Matt and you were an idiot. Yeah. But, poor Matt, I, I feel bad. He, he, he was really gullible and really sad like that. I have a lot of stories we won't get into about that poor kid, but he was a good <laughs> guy. He was just a simple, very simple dude. And,
1: yeah, anyway, so... Wow. While we're on the topic of uh, characters that should have been Easter eggs or not really shown, but were fleshed out in the movie, is reptile. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Not of reptile, you
0: know, and not just reptile. I, I would actually all the ninjas. I would just like put them all together for the most part, um, because none of them. Got to talk, except for Scorpion's famous "Get over here!" I think was the only thing that any yeah, of them yeah. said, right? And Reptile, they represented mm-hmm. as like a a statue at the beginning of the movie, and then like he, no, he was just being a chameleon, and it looks so bad; it looks very much like terrible. Yeah, just yeah. of the, the era. CG, CG. yeah, and uh, it did not hold it's up. A real
1: person, <sighs> and I just I couldn't follow it, mm-hmm. and. That should have been, like, they should have had, a, well, they should have had a fight, like, on his, um at like, bridge that they have in the game. Mm-hmm. And then maybe someone falls, and you see down into the spikes, and maybe you see, like, a green figure moving about. That's all they had to do. And then all of us fanboys right. like, oh, my God, that must be reptile down there. And that's all they needed to do, and that would have been great. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to make him a character in this movie. I don't get
0: it. And, yeah, it made no sense. and And there were some others that, like, that they didn't give large parts and that's fine, but one, the one that bo- boggled me the most was Sub-Zero, out of the three excuse uh-huh. me the three ninjas, because Sub-Zero is, he was like he he's what made Mortal Kombat, you know, everyone it was their favorite character, like virtually everyone their favorite character was Sub-Zero, he went on to have a fucking game on the Playstation by himself you know, that's how big Sub-Zero was and then in like, by this time I don't know if they had, but later games, Sub-Zero removes his mask and you actually see his face and stuff, as opposed to the other ninjas, which just basically stayed the same. And, yeah, they just made him like this character that didn't say anything, and he he was, again, much like Goro, he was just beaten in the most comically shit way.
1: They threw water at him. I threw a bucket of water on him and he froze himself and then yeah, broke himself. I, I think that when they made the game, they didn't think that Sub Zero was going to be a popular character. I think everyone—it's it's mm-hmm. going to be Liu Kang and Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, which we'll get into next. But, and then it, his popularity blew up. Maybe. And then the movie came about, and they—they they didn't think the same thing. No, nah, no one's going to want to see Sub Zero. Just put him, make him a ninja, and forget about him. Mm-hmm. And then, well, do they know? He's—he's he's my favorite character. He's a lot he's, of
0: people's favorite. Everyone's favorite character. He's—he's he's incredible. Well, I mean,
1: like he said he got his own game. He got his own game.
0: He's so good, and and he was taken out like a punk. Like, okay, you want to do the whole water yeah. thing? Did it have to be like this? Like, Luke Kang picks up a bucket of water after Katana or whatever uh, tips him off. Like, all was that? all but say, like, uh um, "Use so. what brings life" or something.
1: Okay. Uh, what 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 is the
0: His weakness is what brings life or something. Yeah. Yeah. Really gay. And he's like, sitting there, he's like, water. And there just happens to be these two buckets of mop water where they're fighting, like, okay it's like if it had to be that couldn't there have been like a sprinkler system or 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 some not just like a random bucket of water that just happened to be sitting about you know like a hose or i don't know anything (laughs) it was just so cheesy to me because he throws this bucket of water at the guy and all he had to do to not die was like move out of the way and yeah yeah so cheesy showed
1: him earlier like freezing people those Uh effects were really well done those were all right yeah it was perfect for that time period look it was i think it was practical it wasn't uh cg or anything it was yeah he th- shot out of his hand and then they switched it in with a frozen dude and It was perfect yeah um and i didn't hate scorpion the uh mm. the thing that came out of his hand yeah that, okay it looked a little cheesy that but
0: was that that turned me off the most it worked
1: yeah it did the, the fact no it, i liked it
0: they they took a very obvious like in the game he throws a spear it's got a rope attached to it you know it doesn't show it coming out of his hand and it's definitely not sentient like in the movie it's a snake and it's it like chomps Mm -hmm. its mouth and stuff at johnny cage and i'm just going even as a kid i was like that's not what scorpion does scorpion has just has a spear attached to a rope and he throws it in your chest and he pulls you towards him and you uppercut that was it and they wanted to do this whole thing where i guess he had like a sentient spear snake and that i i did not dig that at
1: all that that kind of pissed me off a little bit and then yeah the, i didn't hate the cg part of it but i did hate the sentient part of it yeah. he just would have thrown a spear out of his hand i, I could have five. dug that
0: i could have dug that
1: yes yeah part, i thought the cg of what they did wasn't you know you could tell it was fake obviously it's, all oh, obvious, it's yeah. not real to begin with but i mean it was it was okay but like you said the sentient part's stupid just have him throw a spear out of his hand
0: yeah it didn't need to be biting and snapping as though it were yeah. you know alive. And then it died right
1: and then it crashed and died so i don't know what happened after that he never I, it again. I guess my, my favorite part with scorpion is i don't know who he's fighting it's in the woods i think he's fighting
0: it's johnny King. cage right that's oh, johnny cage i think that's Maybe the only is. fight that he does is johnny cage okay
1: well like Johnny Cage he can't find him and he's looking around Then all of a sudden Scorpion cartwheels into frame mm-hmm. I was like no one is out there cartwheeling around like for, well, tr- for fast travel it was so bad
0: <laughs> before Scorpion died he was a, a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys and yeah yeah.
1: just <laughs> cartwheeling towards johnny cage nobody does that
0: uh no no <laughs> that is ridiculous oh, no, although weird. that was my signature move in the original wrestlemania i would always pick bam bam biglow and just do his cartwheel across you know it was like ah everywhere i went uh, uh yeah yeah that. it's silly silly, but he, silly uh, stuff
1: another thing we gotta talk about is like all these people die they kill scorpion they kill mm-hmm. sub-zero they kill reptile yep. it's like And they plan to do another movie before this movie was complete. I know. So it's like, what are you you doing?
0: (laughs) You're killing all your main characters. I don't know. Yeah, you killed off... And we can get into Kano. Kano's played by, like... I guess he's he's supposed to be Australian. He sounds like he's faking the Australian accent pretty heavily. And then he's got that cheesy plastic thing just, like, duct-taped to his head to make him look as though he's got a, a cybernetic eye, you know, which, like, I guess Kano has... And yeah, he's just really bad. He's not, to me, I don't think he's he was a martial artist at all. No, no.
1: That's why he died. He died but, like the first forty-five minutes of the movie. Out. I mean, it was it was quick. Um, it to to just back up. I mean, when we see Sonya Blade, mm-hmm. um, you know, like she's some sort of law enforcement, and Kano's uh, her mark, the guy she's going yeah. after. Which I don't remember Sonya in the in the game being. Yeah. I remember her and Kano had beef. That was uh, in the that game. was the
0: whole thing, was that her uh she was going after Kano, right? And yeah. was, so was fighting. she
1: law enforcement in the game? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, uh, she maybe, was maybe she was SWAT okay, she along was with
0: Jax. Jax came in the second game. And then they or Jax had a game by himself as well for the PlayStation. Yeah,
1: Striker, I'm thinking of Striker from part three. Yeah, Striker was, was
0: a police officer, yeah. 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 She was yeah, like okay. some kind of
1: SWAT special SWAT team for the army or something. I don't even okay. know. Okay. Yeah. But then yeah, okay, okay. Then she was okay. Never mind then. But yeah, she was. She chases Kano. Um, her and Kano fight like in the first forty-five minutes of the movie, and she yeah. kills him, breaks his neck with her like a little thighs.
0: thigh move, which looked cheesy. They had to do it through CGI because the actress and I forget her name. She's a beautiful woman, but she's from uh, uh, Billy Madison, right? Yeah, she was in Billy Madison. Yeah, the nice tie-in with the whole Sega Genesis comment, but um, yeah. <laughs> She very obviously doesn't know martial arts no. from a hole in the ground. In fact, she's so unathletic. Her arms are, you know, they're just tiny and her legs are tiny. I mean, she's just a little waif of a chick. And to think that she could ever overpower, you know, Kano, not a martial artist, but a big guy, a guy that works out clearly. Is so beyond hilarious because this guy could hold her by the hair and she would just be swinging like a five year old and he could, I mean, just have his way with her. I mean, she, I'd be surprised if she benched 45 pounds, 50 pounds, something like that. She's tiny, guys. And mm. the casting of that in this movie, I was like, you know, there, what's that chick, Cynthia Roderick or whatever? That chick that was like in a bunch of movies in the 80s and 90s that was actually like a top ranked, um, Olympic fighter and she did all these cheesy B movies and she looked the part, you know, she was tough looking Mm. and stuff. You know, a lot of bad movies and stuff. Uh, I I think her name was Cynthia. I can't remember her name, but she's still around. I looked her up a while back. I was like, Holy shit. She's in her sixties. She's still in great shape, but um, she would have been a perfect Sonya. And instead they went and they picked like the most waifish, chick, and I get it, because Sonya in the game is kind of just, you know, eye candy or whatever, you know, but still, it's like, if you're going to believe that someone can actually quote-unquote fight, you know, and you, first of all, have no actual martial arts training, and then secondly, you just don't look the part at all, you know, I'm not buying it, and I just wasn't buying it. She's a fine enough actress, she's pretty, she's nice to look at, but it was like, whatever. You know, in a modern-day Mortal Kombat, I would want Ronda Rousey to be Sonya Blade, but...
1: <laughs> it's too short. Um, what do you think of Raiden's? Uh, <laughs> oh, man.
0: Okay. Christopher Highlander. Lambert, right? Yeah. Oh, this guy. When I was a kid and I first saw Highlander, I was like, wow. You know, I loved the first Highlander. I thought it was incredible. Um, watching it, you know, going back and watching it, I'm like, wow, what was I smoking? You know, it's got some great actors mm-hmm. in it. It's got Sean Connery. He's great hilariously plays an Egyptian with a Scottish accent for some reason that just randomly decides to help this other guy, despite the fact that if he helps him enough, then at some point he's going to have to kill him. It's like a really weird, bad plot line. But yeah, and I thought, wow, this guy, his acting is like so you know weird and stuff because like i bought the fact that he was like hundreds of years old because he talked different and acted different it was like when i said johnny cage was wooden this guy is like he's made of oak you know god chris lambert like and you can't place his accent i don't know if he's british i don't know if he's australian i don't know where the hell he might be american for all i know i don't know you know weird he's supposed accent. to be part asian right i mean he's,
1: I mean, he's part of Folk folklore. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Obviously, in the movies, supposed to be, but I'm talking about just like Chris Lambert. No matter what movie he is in, he always has the same accent because that's his fucking accent. He's kind of like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he's always him. You know, he can't do mm-hmm. other voices. He can't do play other roles. You know, he's always him. And I don't know where the guy is from. You know, I I guess I could look it up, but it's like his accent is so weird. I can't place it. And his acting is so wooden, and it just goes along with this weird accent and yeah he's playing this asian guy and he's definitely not fucking asian and i remember as a kid thinking what the hell are you doing i guess they were like piggybacking off the highlander fame what was left of it because at this point he'd done like highlander three i think and i mean two and three were horrifically bad like the first one okay like for 1980 whatever movie fine it's fine but you know, and what whatever happened to Chris Lambert after this? He just went away. In fact, he refused to be in the second movie. They got some other jackass that was also white to wear a white wig and play Raiden. And Raiden never fights in the movie. And thank God, because Chris Lambert's not—he's not a swordsman and he's not a martial artist. So uh, I don't know how he kept getting these roles. But anyway, um, I thought he was terrible. I, I thought they could have thrown a rock into a you know, Tiananmen Square and hit someone randomly that would have been a better Raiden. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a case of them trying to pigeonhole a just someone popular into a role they have no right playing. You know, this should have been an, another Asian actor playing this part. I feel. I don't know. How do you feel about him?
1: I'm 100% behind you.
0: No. Oh, okay.
1: Um, I, when I saw him, I like did a double take. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Raiden? And I had to, like for a while, like, wait a minute, that's not look like him at all, but yeah, I, he did an okay job, I guess, but he, like I said, he didn't fight, he didn't do anything, he just kind of meddled a little here and there, and well, that was his whole spiegel. <sighs> um, yeah. that, that's just about everyone, well, on the only one left we have to talk about, I guess, is Shang Sung, who I thought was, you know, that's fine. He he, he he did okay. He he
0: he hard. he could have had a goatee, would have made it better. Other than that, he was fine. I I didn't mind him so much. I I hated his writing, and since I guess well, there was briefly also Jax at the beginning of the movie, but of course he doesn't fight. He just like whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, I think that's all the characters that they did. Oh, and uh, Malina, or Katana, Katana. Yeah, Princess Katana. At Kitana first, I was
1: that. like first, I was like, she wasn't, you know, in the game. But I guess they needed a character to kind of bridge um, this movie mm-hmm. to the next movie. Because the next movie is um, basically Mortal Kombat 2. They bring in... Well, they have to bring in more characters. They killed everyone in this damn movie. I know. Um, so they they bring in everyone from this... I don't know. all, the, all this Like stuff, Kung Lao Jacks is or something, right? It's, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing with this movie, like, my favorite scene... Um, Liu Kang was fighting I think just some nobody Um, but they like a perfect scene from the original video game. Like you see Chang uh, Sung sitting in his chair and all these guys like next to him just cheering. Mm-hmm. And I, I like remember that exact, you know, stage fighting. I, I thought that's what the movie should have been. Just a lot of these just one-on-one matchups with familiar backdrops and, you know, mm-hmm. three, four minute just battle right there. Just fight to the death and then someone dies and that's it. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get enough of that. No.
0: They they tried, like, I, I agree, if they just made the whole movie in, in an arena-type setting and just, like, maybe different backdrops, like I said, maybe, like, the next fight will take place over here in the whatever, or the, you know, different backdrops, and that was it, and you kept out all this garbage about the Emperor and Melina, or Katana, rather, or whatever fucking name is, and her problems and Liu Kang's brother and all this shit that they tried to just, like, force feed into it and it was just like it wasn't a good storyline none of it you know a lot of the motivations were really uh, slim to none you know it's like Johnny Cage showing up just because he wants to prove he's uh, the best fighter or whatever and I like like oh, okay I guess you would fight in a tournament that you
1: know you well they did. had to give everyone a little backstory why they're like, all there I, yeah like, I suppose uh, it didn't, didn't have to be a focus just kind of okay that's why you're here oh this is why I'm here oh good yeah. well let's go fight
0: yeah, but it, um, I mean it, it was it was good enough. It, it just I don't know. I mean I I don't want to back on it too much cuz honestly of the era of films like this one wasn't yeah. so bad, but surprisingly Street Fighter is a better movie now than it was when it came out and this has just gotten worse. Um weirdly because like Street Fighter was campy in a lot of ways and didn't take itself seriously and as such like it it kind of like some of the comedy that we couldn't see as kids cuz we were so blinded by our you know we were just big fans of street fighter that didn't come across but as you age and you become less a fan of the you know the franchise you're able to see these things same is true with double Dragon, the movie mortal kombat took itself a lot more seriously which we appreciated as children but now that we're away from the franchise and we're not nearly as big of fans it it falls flat at least i feel yeah. like yeah
1: yeah, I thought it even could have been even a little more violent. Like, yeah, for such sure. A violent video game. This was they had like Johnny Cage was there almost purely for comic relief in a mm-hmm. lot of instances. Um, what was the, what was the other world that Shang Tsung's from? Like the the Netherland or the? I
0: thought it was the, called uh, Otherworld or
1: something. The Otherworld. Yeah. I think that should not have been in this movie at all. Yeah, like they they kind of dip into it a little bit. That should have been saved for the sequel. Mm-hmm. I like the end of this movie how it sets up the sequel and that's where it like oh god there's this whole other world and then (laughs) that could have been the whole second movie but they they went into it in this movie and i was like no you didn't really explain what that was what's
0: what's funny too is when the the second movie starts they do start back from that point I, i just watched a few minutes on netflix you know i did too and i was like oh because if you watch them back to back like they fit Different. except that they don't because like the only person that looks the same is Liu kang and you've got like this weirdo that's like obviously not yeah. chris lambert and you got this bitch that's obviously not sonya and i actually like this sonya or the the one in two better than i do one she like actually oh, yeah. looks like she could throw a punch you know and then yeah you're just like wait what what happened you know but yeah uh, <laughs> And then
1: they killed so many people in the first one. What's the first thing they do in the second one? They kill Johnny Cage.
0: Of course. And that was the other <laughs> now thing. They
1: that to like three people.
0: That was the other thing that made me laugh was when they show Johnny Cage, he very obviously gained about 20, 25 pounds. And it's like, wait a minute, you're expecting me to believe, you know, uh, okay, whatever. It's like, this is the same time frame. What did you stop and like, like go into a hyperbolic chamber and just eat a bunch? What happened? But, anyway it was it was pretty funny but lu kang he looked exactly the same so kudos on that guy for keeping up with his workout regimen Mm -hmm. um yeah anyway Uh, one last thing like there was a lot of cheesy moments in the movie and the one that got me the most was the overuse of the phrase flawless victory right yeah every time there were
1: flawless (laughs) victories
0: (laughs) Every time I heard it, I was. I wanted, like, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, God, Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride, where he's talking to Vicini, and mm-hmm. Vicini's saying yeah. uh, inconceivable over and over and over, and he says, I do not think it means what you think it means. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, I don't think you realize what flawless victory means because there are several. I mean every fight where they use it I, I don't think any of them were truly a flawless victory were, were they
1: there were two flawless victories in the movie that was sub-zero versus the grunt and then johnny cage versus goro
0: okay i read that in a fact thing but they, they
1: didn't use the term flawless victory i don't think in either of those but the other ones yeah we heard that all
0: yeah like most. the last the last fight where Liu kang wins he says it against <sighs> sang sung he says flawless victory and he's like no you were literally losing two seconds before you took several shots <laughs> yeah. Um, if there was a life bar above your head, it would be down almost all the way. I mean, same was true for all the other times they used it. And it's like, if you're going to put something in from the game like that, you know, like I would have much rather had heard finish him and then fatality. Like that would have been cooler, you know, flawless victory. I mean, I guess it was a concession on the, the part of the movie. I don't, it's like... I don't know. They were trying... there's,
1: there's a disconnect between you know, like the, the writers and creators of this movie and the actual like writers and creators of the video game. I guess they, they weren't in the same room at the same time or something like that.
0: I mean, they very obviously played the game because they got a lot of things right and a lot of the different stuff. but, yeah. but the meaning of the
1: stuff they didn't really quite grasp. Right. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so real quick, let me ask you. If you had to watch one again, this movie or Street Fighter, which one are you going to oh, watch? Oh, Street
0: Fighter, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I can actually laugh to Street Fighter. Like, this one, like, it was making me laugh, but it was more, like, groans and stuff. It was like, oh, come on. Well, the reason yeah. I
1: wanted to watch this movie for this show is I thought I hadn't seen it before, but then I watched it, and I was like, no, I've seen this before. Oh, yeah. My brain was just doing me a favor. <laughs> right. And
0: those memories. I, I kind of remembered it as being a half-decent movie, you know? I was like, I remember that movie. It was... I remember being <laughs> disappointed, but not to the levels of Street Fighter, and it was... it. I just did not hold up. I do not recommend watching Mortal Kombat, the movie. I certainly don't recommend watching the second one, although at some point, James, you and I are probably going to have to watch it. Now, yeah. there, there is That's a it. series, I think it was on College Humor years back, that was like... And maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but it was a animated series about Mortal Kombat, and it was really good. They actually took mortal Kombat and like the real world and they meshed them together have you seen this like they they basically took all the characters from mortal Kombat and they put them in a house and they were all oh, no. having to live with each other and stuff and then like they would do those little interviews like they did in uh in the real world where like they would like have johnny cage or something and he'd be talking about Liu kang he'd be talking shit about him and then they'd flip over lu kang talking shit about johnny cage and stuff and it was it was really funny if you could find it so great there's this one scene in particular oh my god it's so funny they're talking about a scorpion and they're they're like flashing back to the different people the sonya to this guy to this guy and they're they're all talking about how like scorpion is always challenging people to mortal kombat and they're like one thing you gotta know about scorpion he's fucking crazy he's always challenging everybody to moral combat and they go to a montage of him like challenging a cat and like an old lady and like you know just at the drop of a hat and then it goes to a scene where he uh goes to a convenience store and um he's he like pushes his money to buy a slurpee and uh, the kid behind the counter is like this pimple-faced kid and he's like I'm sorry, sir, but uh, you don't quite have enough money. And he goes, I challenge you to Mortal Kombat. And he says, but, sir, you're a highly tuned warrior that obviously works out every day, and I'm a 17-year-old uh, pimple-faced, you know, clerk that never fought in a day in his life. And he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. And then they go to fight, and he, like, throws a spear through his chest, and the kid falls over, and then it goes round two, and and, and then it waits a while, and it goes round two. And Scorpion looks at the camera, he's like, yeah, I don't think he's getting up. <laughs> good stuff um yeah if you can find that i'm sure i'm pretty sure it was college humor that's actually a good series kind of like uh street fighter the after years if you haven't seen that definitely check that out that's a funny series we might actually do that for for the show that series is really superb we might do that at some point um
1: was we- also a more serious take on uh, Mortal Kombat. Have you seen? I haven't seen him. I, I I've seen the trailer. It mm-hmm. was like a, a, t- a ten minute trailer that had um, oh shit, Jerry Ryan from Seven of Nine. Oh yeah, or from, from uh, excuse me, from Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. I know. And what you mean. um, and then a few other people. Uh, Jax is in it. Um, I don't know who the actor is though. It's uh, it's the same guy that did Spawn.
0: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it, it's really good, and I guess it was actually a sequel to a small mini series. Hmm. That I guess each episode was like I don't know seven to ten minutes. I found it on IMDb, and it looks pretty gritty and looks really good. I don't know where it aired originally. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's only seven, like I said, ten minute episodes. I don't know where that would fit in in television i think mean, it's an online thing but something we should probably check out one day
0: yeah for sure yeah i mean we have like at first when we started doing the show we were kind of half worried that there might not be enough media there is so much media that we can do on the show this show could last from now until you and i are long dead so yeah that's something we check into there's another one uh, street fighter something blood or whatever that was like done by fans it used to be on youtube it was so good and then like Capcom had him take it down. I, if we could find a copy of that, that movie was amazing. Uh, it it took Street Fighter in a very serious, you know, and was really good. Yeah. Mm. But that's Mortal Kombat the movie. I don't recommend any of you guys watch it. Um, what we are going to be doing next, James, is there's a series, mm-hmm. and I haven't started watching it yet. I don't know if you jumped ahead and started watching it, but there's a. A friend of the show, Anderson, he, he uh, found us through our good friends at the RPG show. Um, he suggested that we do for this show um, Captain S, I believe it's called, the Game Master, which is a spin on Captain N, which we've yet to do. But instead of Nintendo, this guy is the, the equivalent but for Sega Genesis, right? And I guess it's like a 10-part series or something that was done by you know a small production team. And apparently is really fucking good according to Anderson. So I'm like super looking forward to watching that. And I think that that is what we're going to be doing next. And then after that, I've gotten with, I don't know if I've discussed with you or not, but I got with uh, Cujo. And he wants to join us for The Wizard, the movie The Wizard starring Fred Savage. So I think that's going to be our lineup after this is we're going to do uh, Captain S with Anderson and then at some point uh, get with Cujo and do The Wizard so the wizard you guys have that big commercial
1: for. for Super Mario
0: 3 mm-hmm. yeah that that yeah. movie man I got so much to talk about on that movie I could I could do that movie right now Like, I haven't seen The Wizard in years, and I could quote it infinitely, and Kujo was like, oh man, I could quote it too, and like we were just throwing those back and forth in Discord, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that's going to be a good time, and I can't wait for this uh, Captain S. I wasn't even aware of it, so that's going to be great. And then uh, Mike King has been putting a bug in my ear a lot lately. He wants to do another show with us as well, and I don't know what we're going to do with him, but we're going to some kind of collab with him again. And I might uh, join them on their show soon as well. I don't know. It's you know my schedule's so crazy right now. I'm working literally all the time, but I definitely wanted to give him a shout out too. We we are remembering you, Mike. If you're listening to this, um, you know he's over with the Playing with Power podcast. So. Yeah, so that, and I don't know. I guess we can shout out all the people that uh, we want to shout talk out. About,
1: uh, you want to talk about BitCon real quick?
0: Oh, thank you, James. Thank you for that. Because, yeah, on the last one I had to actually, on our other show mm-hmm. that we do, um, Is It Worth a podcast, I, I failed to, ba- we barely touched it on BitCon. And I was like, oh, shit, that's this month. You know, I'm going to be going to an event called BitCon. If you're not familiar with BitCon, it's basically a video game, you know, convention where you'll see all these famous YouTubers and, uh, well, famous in the video game world at least. And uh, this year they're having Mark Summers from the the show uh, Double Dare and uh, What Would You Do and some other things from Nickelodeon, what have you. And just all these vendors and you'll be able to trade games, buy games. You can find rare stuff there. It's really great. Uh, I go every year. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Unfortunately, James isn't going to be joining us this year, but Nick and Brent from the RPG show are joining us this year along with, um, Anderson that we were just talking about. Um, that's going to be joining us on the, the next show of this show. He's going to be there as well. So if you're in the Oklahoma city area at the end of April, um, I believe it's April 29th, April 30th, uh, You'll, you'll see any number of us, we're all going to be wearing similar shirts. I don't really want to give away the entire design, but it'll have our logos on the back, you know, the RPG show and is worth a podcast or whatever. And if you see anybody walking around those shirts, be sure to stop and say, hey, that you're a listener of the show. You might even get some swag. You never know. Um, yeah, yeah, we'd love to meet you, hear from you, whatever. So if you're in the area, definitely come check out SuperbitCon. Yeah, thank you, James. Thanks. Um yeah, of course. but but I definitely uh wanna shout out a few other people. Um Terra and Lightning, unfortunately we weren't able to get with them to do a show, but uh their show, the Retro Gaming Roundup, is great. Of course, Derek and Don over at the RPG the Retro RPG podcast, of which our other show is a part of the aforementioned RPG show. Go check them out. Their stuff is great. Um, Yeah, and my friend uh, Bjorn. Bjorn has a podcast of which I've done a couple episodes. Uh, Most recently, we did an episode where we talked for two hours just about nostalgia and how it affected uh, our senses and stuff. And we went off the rails a lot. When Bjorn and I talk, uh, we really get into things. Kind of like you and I, James. You know, (laughs) We just Mm kind of talk about whatever because that's what what you do when you talk to your buds. And, yeah, it was a great show. And, uh, I mean, the end of it, we had a little bit of technical problems, but you get about... Uh, a good hour and 45 minutes of nice clear stuff and then it kind of the end is a little hard to listen to but you can get through it it's not unlistenable definitely check that out uh it's called everything sci-fi and fantasy really great show um yeah if you want to reach me i'm on twitter at retrokel that's khE if you want to find James, he is at James Mill Holland on Twitter where you can find us both at RetroGameCore.com. We haven't updated in a while. I'm sorry about that guys, but you are able to click on the links there to be able to directly message us in case you don't want to write down any of our information. You can also just find us at the, is it worth it podcast Facebook page where I think from now on James, I think it'd be a good idea for, And you started it a couple weeks ago. You posted a question, and we had a moderate response to it. We had some people that, like, I think you posted, uh, what game would you rather be stuck on a deserted island on or whatever? And we had some people actually come forward that never had talked on the show before, and I was like, hey, that's kind of nifty. And that got me to thinking, after our last show, you had posed the question on that show, like, what was a game that you loved that everyone else hated? And I thought, that's a great question for our listeners. So I put that up on the Facebook page, and we got, like, ten replies. We got all kinds hey, of yeah. people talking. There's, You know, it was really nice. And, like, I think that's something that you and I uh, should just do periodically. You know, you think of a question, you think, you know, maybe that could start some discussion. And uh, if, if you answer on there. Uh, maybe randomly at some point we'll choose someone that answered to receive some kind of prize of some sort. You know, I've got some extra games and stuff laying around, so maybe it's some added incentive, you know, you see us post on the Facebook page Yeah, go ahead and answer, and you might be uh, entered into a a very small contest. Don't expect to win anything incredibly great. But, you know, maybe I'll send some games your way or a t-shirt or something crazy, you know. So, yeah, I think that's something we should start doing just to get some more fan interaction. And, you know, don't just wait for us to post stuff. If you want to post stuff there or on our Twitters or whatever and tell us, hey, I think you should do this game or I think you should watch this movie, we'd love to hear from you. So definitely do that, guys. And, uh, yeah, until then, keep it retro. See you later, everyone. I was waiting for you, man. All right, guys. Later on.